Hello, retro movie lovers. Welcome back to the 1980s movie graveyard. Do we even really intro- need to introduce ourselves by name anymore, do you think, Dolly? I mean, my, my logic is if they're listening this many episodes, they know who we are. Okay, so... <laughs> So we'll just go ahead. We'll, we'll forego the pleasantries. We want to say thank you to everybody. Um, just let a little bit of peek behind the curtain. You know, we do record these shows quite a bit in advance before they air. Maybe about a month in advance before they air. Um, but you know, we are seeing the download numbers. We are seeing you know the likes and all that, and the comments on the Facebook page of our first few episodes. And we want to say thanks for getting this show off to a good start. We're rapidly becoming an underground success. <laughs> you say that as a joke, but I, I actually kind of would agree with that. No, at this I mean point. it. Yeah. I, I got. I saw the numbers today. I agree yeah. with it. Yeah, it's it's not bad, and we're very pleased. And we, you know, of course, probably a lot of that is from people who knew us previously. If you're coming over from knowing us from before, that's cool. But there's a lot of people on our Facebook page, which you can check out. 1980s movie graveyard on the facebook page a lot of people that i don't personally know so it looks like you know the plan is working so to speak we're building our own true audience of people who love these movies just like we do we want to um build an interactive you know fan community uh if you really like this show if you really like the facebook page um you know share the post uh comment on the post on facebook get your friends to comment if they like you know a particular movie whatever we're talking about because we really want to grow this thing and make it as interactive as possible now i don't know if it's happened yet because like we record in advance but i'm not booking the face right so you know you're doing all the facebook but uh, either by the time you listen to this and shortly after this will have its own actual website yeah, so maybe you know, and I'll be doing a lot of work on that, so my my friend here doesn't have to continue to do everything. So <laughs> exactly. maybe we can find a way to maybe make it a little more interactive too. Because being it's a lot of new people, all my enemies are probably gone. So this is my chance to make new friends. So people who feel abandoned won't be sad anymore. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, so I mean, it's just it's growing. Who knows? Like maybe one day we'll have an app. <laughs> Where you can just stare at your phone all day and see old movie shit pop up nonstop, but yeah, it's 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 really cool, you know. Especially as the years go on, we're halfway through this decade now. We're getting more and more distance from the '80s, and you know, there's a lot of people in their 30s, 40s, 50s, even younger too that appreciate the 1980s. And I mean, let's be honest, you know, there's a lot of popular movies that come out make a lot, you know, movies make a lot of money now, but I don't feel like they're getting that. Um, I don't know connection with people like the way people people used to love movies you know what i mean like like back in the day after you saw the karate kid like you talked about it and you imitated it for years afterwards i don't see that with the current movies uh fast and furious yeah but nobody's really imitating that nobody's really... i drove i drove my car off the bridge the other day jumped out caught somebody on the other side did you i did I, I would have recorded it, but I forgot to hit record on my phone. So um, I have no proof of this, fan. <laughs> well, next time, make sure you get it on tape because I think people would like to see that. You want me to do my Vin Diesel impersonation? Why not? I would do my Paul Walker impersonation, but I, you know. Paul Walker, rest in peace. Just don't talk for 30 seconds. <laughs> Cold-blooded. 
Hey, I'm sorry. I love you know those are my favorite movies, fans, and yeah. I, I love Paul Walker. I love them Fast and Furious movies, but I'm gonna say it again. I thought it was a, a very classy ending to Part Seven. I thought it was great. Did you have to use the CG where he looked like he was fresh out of Furious Two? <laughs> Apparently, they did. What I want to know if Vin Diesel to do the over the shoulder and go, "Is never goodbye." I want to know, because you're much deeper in the Fast and Furious franchise than I am. Recently, Vin Diesel said that Furious 7 was for Paul, but Furious 8 will be from Paul. What do you think Vin Diesel meant by that? He's trying to figure out a way to explain how he's going to keep making a franchise when the other star's dead. (laughs) I mean, is Paul Paul Walker writing the script? Maybe Maybe he wrote it before he died. Wouldn't that be the ultimate dirty trick if they magically found a script? <laughs> that Paul. Maybe that's why Vin Diesel keeps firing all the directors. They can't do Paul Walker's script justice. Yeah, maybe he was writing them. I think Vin Diesel says they have them mapped out at like three at a time. Right, right. Well, well if that's the case, then eight, nine, ten would be three separate movies. So I hope Paul was, you know, writing far in advance. Well, we'll see, because they'll be coming out every 18 months from now until the end of time or until they stop making money like clockwork. But we're not here to talk about fast cars. We're here to talk about about money. Let's talk about Mustafa Kai. He'd say, I don't care if they're all dead. They're making me money. (laughs) These guys, the car, he crashed it. He blow it up. He do whatever. But Vin Diesel, black car, he rebuilt it. He's making me money. How the fuck can this guy keep rebuilding that car? I don't know. <laughs> There's always a scene halfway through every new Fast and Furious movie where they reveal that he's in the garage rebuilding it, and then he breaks it out for the finale at the end. I mean, in part seven, he drove it up into the air through a helicopter. Yeah. I bet you in part eight, he's sitting there, they had a boy almost done, and he's putting, like, the last screw in it. Wouldn't it be great if, if they just, in part eight, they just decide to go a completely different direction and they reveal that, and I'm sorry, that Vin Diesel's car is like Christine, where it just puts itself back together? Either that or they go in his garage and have a chair on there and be like, this is all that's left of Black Beauty, a piece of her chair. <laughs> like the oh, license God. plate frame is on his left that fucking dumb the only one I dislike Jordan Brewster oh yeah. I, I hope there's room for me in part eight it's like bitch you were in hardly in part six and seven and now your husband in the fear, series has been written off what, what what the fuck purpose would you serve now exactly I think I know a lot of people don't want him to go this direction but I actually think that they should kill off Paul Walker's character in the films I, I think that's the only way you could really um really keep the motivation going you know what I mean for the story to keep going yeah maybe they will we don't know I think they just don't want to do it in seven because I mean I got you even you got to admit that was a very classy ending I I mean just the idea of the ending of what it was was great but like you said the the special effects I don't know I think they need to kind of take a page from George Lucas and every 10 years go back and retouch up that yeah. Paul Walker CGI. Uh, I still go on record and say when Star Wars 7 comes out, everybody's going to say, you're right, Corey G. Furious 7 was way better. Oh, I agree with that. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't even that blown away by Furious 7, but there's there's, there's no good news. Like, the latest rumor news is that 
the plot of uh, Star Wars 7 and 8 is trying to make a Darth Vader clone. If that's really what they got planned, that series is in trouble big time. You've seen the pictures of the Stormtrooper mask that look like Donald Duck's bill? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, once you see that, you... You can't unsee it. You can't unsee that. No. <laughs> and especially when they turn to the side <laughs> and you see it sticking out. Well, what's the other bad movie news? Like, well, you know, in Prometheus, we said it was going to be the Alien prequel. And then we said that'd be Prometheus 2. But we're thinking that's not going to happen out till part four. It's like, how is Ridley Scott going to be like 90 years old directing the last Prometheus? Yeah, he's trying to pull a James Cameron and make a 20-year franchise, but he ain't got 20 years. Prometheus sucked anyway. Well, my, my beef with Prometheus is everybody said this is an intelligent, classy film. And then the whole movie was about monsters, like, vomiting the whole movie. <laughs> and who gets that movie? And they take this dude, uh, Naomi Rapies. Oh, come this on. Guy, they put this guy in uh, fucking, you know, skin-tight clothes. And then they hardly ever show Charisse Theron. Well, Charisse Theron had her day in Monster with uh, Christina Ricci. I still think her last movie should have just been called Furosa Road, because you didn't need to have Mad Max's name anywhere in that fucking movie. No, I, I dare you to say that on Facebook. I dare you. That movie sucks ass. Can't One tell of the that worst to the movies face. of the year. All right, we're not here to talk about any of these movies though, because these movies we're, are we're here to talk about one of the best movies of the eighties. Exactly. We're talking about Reform School Girls. Welcome to the exciting world of the movies. Smoking is not permitted in this auditorium. It's the law. Thanks for helping us keep the theater clean. As you exit the auditorium, please deposit litter in trash receptacles in the lobby. Please be considerate and don't talk during the show. We'll go ahead and do a sync instruction here. We got to pause on the New World Pictures logo. Uh, just so you know, hit play. You'll see that logo first, no matter what version of the DVD you have. So we have it paused right there. I'm going to say one, two, three, go. When uh, you hear me say go, hit play on your DVD player. If you don't have the DVD at home, don't worry, because this is going to be a lot of fun to go through even without it. Even if you haven't seen the movie, I guarantee this will be a fun, jam-packed commentary. All right, everybody, you ready? One, two, three, go. Hit that button. Hit Real it. pictures. Break that plastic button. <laughs> you know what I like about this movie? What's Other that? than the excessive nudity and just out around fun is I like the uh, the beginning here. Mm-hmm. I like how it pans out, you know, like in the circle, like an old 50s movie. Yeah. Because this basically is like a women in prison. It's almost like a parody of it if you think about it. Yeah, I looked it up to the director. He was really uh, established in the gay porno community. <laughs> You can, you can check that out by looking on IMDb. Um, I think he did want to have fun with this movie and make it like a 50s, you know, those youth gone wild movies of the 50s warning people of, uh, you know, the dangers of sex and drugs. And all that. Well, especially here in the beginning when, when yeah. the title comes up, Reform yeah. School Girls, the way it wipes like a 1950s film. Well, what's funny is if you watch the trailer, the trailer make, really makes it like a 50s film with the title cards like flying up and the oh, wipes yeah. and stuff. This girl's hot. Yeah, she is. And I like, I like. I mean, we're like 20 seconds in and it's already a shootout and like a robbery and all this. 
Yeah, by the time I think they hit the two-minute mark, the, the whole plot has been revealed. Yeah, and this isn't like an 80-minute movie, but it's like 94 minutes, but they, they still speed through a lot. Like, a lot of shit happens quickly. And it's um, this came out when I was in junior high, mm-hmm. and that was back when, you know, you could do the, uh, like, when they would do on-demand on cable only for, like, a couple bucks, or, like, yeah. people would, like, just have the hot boxes, and they'd just have on-demand all day for free. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like... Everybody just like every twelve year old I know just watched this movie constantly. <laughs> Form movie. Yeah, I saw it on HBO a couple it's times right back in the day. Yeah, the, freeze the white frame and then the white. Yeah, it's a great horrific freeze frame over. Like she's only got a drop of blood on her forehead, but still. I'm trying to figure out though. Like, I get like these are girls in like a reformatory, you know. But Wendy o. Williams clearly looks sixty. Yeah, and, like, that's the thing, too, is, like, they're supposed to be underage. All these girls are supposed to be, supposed to be like, 16, 17 years old. They're all clearly in their 30s. Oh, clearly. Wendy O. Williams, I think, was, like, 35 or 36 when they shot this. I looked that up. She has a dynamite body, but she is one ugly broad. <laughs> I was going to say her implants are really shocking in this film. Those are all natural. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Just I, wait till I always liked her. I always liked her band. Yeah, she. I mean, she was an amazing musician. She's still alive, I believe, isn't she? Unfortunately, she committed suicide in 1998. She's actually been dead almost 20 years. It's hard to believe. Oh, really? Yeah. That shows you how much I truly cared about her. Yeah, she. Uh, the last couple of years of her life, she was um, with one of the guys in her band for like 20 years. The last couple of years of her life, she had like three or four different suicide attempts. One, she actually took a hammer and a knife and hammered the, the knife into her chest, but it got stuck in some bones. Another time, she tried to take a lot of um, uh, pills, and uh, the what finally did it was she just went out into the woods, you know, while her boyfriend or husband or whatever he was was gone for the day and just shot herself in the head. Yeah, third time's the charm. Yeah, it's very sad. And what's... Speaking of sad, I felt sorry for this poor girl holding the bunny because so many bad things happened to her. Oh, yeah. I mean, she gets it probably the worst. When the uh, when the bus turns there and the light hits the side of the bus, you can clearly see it's just a sticker, very tiny sticker oh, on the yeah. side of the bus. I'm not seeing any washed streets, though. No, it wasn't, you know, they didn't have that kind of money. What are you drinking tonight, cousin? A LaCroix orange water. Well, I got some. Unfortunately, it's my last can, so I have to make it last. Damn. Yeah, I have some strawberry watermelon uh, fruit fizz, uh, sparkling water, but it's not doing the trick. I'm going to pop open a Mountain Dew Live Wire right now. That's orange Mountain Dew. You ever drink Izzy's? No, I've had a bottle of it or something like a long time ago, but no, I haven't had it. I don't really get it. I like the Clementine ones, they're pretty good. (sighs) This orange Mountain Dew's good. There's uh, obviously Ralph Macchio's sister there in the, in the jean jacket vest. Yeah, very very tough uh, young girl here. The main girl's hot, whoever she is. I mean, honestly, there like there's so many hot girls in this movie because there's even girls you see in the shower that like you never thought were hot before, but when you see them naked, they actually have good bodies. It's shocking. Yeah, none of these chicks are even the dyke looking broad right there. Don't look bad. Mm-mm. Not her. The, the the girl in the yeah no not sister yeah not the uh, yeah because look at look at how good she looks in them leather pants <laughs> yeah they sh- when they show her like she's kind of just in the background of the shower scene she's really muscular written and directed by Tom DeSimone 
Look at and what what uh, what what's the time you got right now? Let me see. Oh, on the uh, on the DVD. Yeah, the shower scenes here already. I said, look at that full nudity, and we're like, what? Less than ten minutes in. We're seeing, <laughs> the, we're seeing poom shots here. The, the full nudity hit at like five minutes forty five seconds. <laughs> you can't you can't waste that time. Mm-hmm. But that's what I mean. But like you were, with the movie moving this quick, you think okay, it's going to be eighty two minute movies. No, like it 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 you know it's if. It's got the story of a three-hour epic just crammed into 94 minutes, you know what I mean? Yeah, because it, you know, it touches on all the corruption and abuse mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. showers. Showers. Lots of showers in this movie. <laughs> I just feel bad for this girl now because, you know, my son has a stuffed animal that he always has to sleep with, so. Yeah. I do that particular stuffed animal's voice, so, uh, <laughs> so- sometimes... So if your son goes to reform school, you won't be there to do the voice anymore. Uh, and he lost his first tooth uh, uh, two days ago. Really interesting. Was it was it like one of those accidental ones where he swallowed it or something? No, it was like really loose. And he, he you know how you get to that when it's your first one and it kind of hurts a little bit. And yeah. like he, I said, whack it with your tongue. It was just hanging on barely. And he's like, this hurts, daddy. He's like, I'm just going to let it fall out on its own, knowing that this thing's just going to come anytime. I was like... Why don't you give it one more pull? He said, no, I don't want to. It's like, well, here, instead of using the Kleenex, let me give you some toilet paper. It's softer. It won't hurt as bad. So he popped it right out. Yeah, I remember doing that as a kid. I remember there was a couple that first you're all careful about. You can tell they're loose. You can tell they're whatever. And then eventually you just start pulling them out and they're bleeding and you don't even care anymore. Well, then he, he woke me at five in the morning the next day. Daddy, daddy, the tooth fairy came. And I found out <laughs> the going rate now is $3 for teeth. Wow. So, he had, you know, he had his $3. So already today, he's just like sitting there with the front tooth shaking it. And I was like, what are you doing? I think this tooth is loose. I'm going to get it. <laughs> he's he's opened up a business based on his teeth falling out. I'm like sitting there like, oh, I think the tooth fairy better hit the ATM. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, my mom telling me that the Tooth Fairy would leave her, like, a nickel or a dime. And by the time the Tooth Fairy hit me up, there was a couple times I would get, like, a dollar in quarters. Or sometimes just a dollar in, uh, you know, a paper I, I dollar. just got a quarter. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think the going rate for my teeth was a dollar. And mine was a quarter. I never found the teeth, though. I would have thought that they would have been keeping the teeth somewhere, but I never found them. I guess oh, we were... kept we kept his, his yeah. first one. I mean, I'm not going to keep, like, a whole ton of them make a necklace, but, you know, you <laughs> definitely keep the first one or two. Yeah. They have Cowboy Day at school today. Really? What does that entail? They have to dress like cowboys. Wow. So I had to go buy him a, a cowboy hat and that, because he was like, don't you have anything I can wear? I was like, I don't dress like a shit kicker, son. <laughs> My wife's like, shut up like that. And he's like, what's a shit kicker? And I was like, redneck. And she's like, I said, will you shut up? <laughs> Your wife's going to send you off to reform school. If she sends me where these chicks are, I'll be happy. I know. The, we we kind of skipped over it because we were talking about teeth falling out. But uh, that's okay. That's kind of the, the shtick of our show is uh, all our weird side tangents that we get on. But... um we, we skipped over, we, we, we you know, we kind of met the girls going through all the process, getting their, their lice and their DDT sprayed on. Which, by the way, DDT, isn't that like when you kill bugs? Wouldn't that make somebody yeah. sick if you sprayed it on them? Or it's when you grab somebody by the neck and drop them on their head. 
That too. But uh, then then they met, like, I guess she's, like, an outside doctor of the school. And it's like, she was just letting that chick just smoke in the office. That was very liberal, considering that everybody else. And now we meet Edna, who's really, she's not the warden. I don't know what she is. She dresses like a nurse, but she's really not, is she? She's like, uh, I don't really, they don't really explain what she is. She's like the second in command, I would speak. Yeah. The top in command, we, you know, we haven't seen her yet. We'll see her in a little bit, but, uh. It's a civil Danny, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But the, but they play it like she's like a big star cameo when she rolls out eventually. You know what I mean? Pat, I, I've never. I you know I'm pretty sure I've seen Edna in other movies, but I just can't place her. Yeah, I could be wrong. I hate to do it to our fans. I don't take a second to do some googling, but like it keeps bothering me every time I watch this movie. I keep thinking that one blonde chick, not the main one, but the other blonde chick, was the nurse in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Three. That was all sexy. The one that they just shoot out there when the when the butch one was like, she'll never make it on her own. Yeah, somebody look. else is gonna finger her, and it won't be me. <laughs> yeah. Does your does your uh, version of this movie, your DVD, does it have the uh, subtitles that you can watch? It does not. Yeah, mine doesn't either. I think even though two different companies put our versions out, they just use the same whatever. And I, you know, for Anchor Bay, it doesn't have it has the trailer in that, but it's kind of disappointing because for a while Anchor Bay was actually putting out, you know, fairly decent, uh, yeah. you know, extras on stuff, but. I like. I showed this to my wife years ago, like you know, probably ten, fifteen years ago for the first time ever. Whenever I got the DVD, probably that was over ten years ago, I would assume. And uh, she had never seen it. Even she admitted it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I bought this DVD. Mine's a double feature. I got the version that's a double feature with um, uh, Fraternity Vacation. But um, but uh, this is my first time seeing. You know, this week when I before when I watched it. This is my first time seeing this since HBO as a kid. And I gotta say, I really like this movie a lot. Oh, I do too. I, I try to watch it every couple of years or so. It, it's since I was 12 years old. It's it's held up very well, actually. Yeah. In about another eight years, I'll show it to my son. Yeah. He'll probably say, I've, Dad, I've seen this stuff on TV normally already. This is nothing, Dad. You know, when you watch this when you're like 12 years old, you know, you're just happy. You're seeing boobs. Oh, yeah. And not like, and the punani. And not not even like just the boobs or whatever. Like, you're fascinated um, by the fact that there's like a, a place, a prison or like whatever, where there's just like nothing but tons and tons of girls. You know what I mean? And they're all like really hot. Yeah. Yeah, look at there's not like a fat, ugly one in the bunch, and they're all wearing like lingerie. Yeah, that's weird that they all wear lingerie. That girl on the left right there is the best looking one with the kind of poofy Mm. hair. She's the best looking one, but she's really just an extra. Like she never really talks. Even the punk rock chicks are hot. Wendy Williams is gross looking, but her body is God. It's nice. Yeah, I remember as even as a kid just thinking Wendy Williams was uh, just scary looking. She was. Let's see. Nope. It's not lining up on IMDb. I guess that isn't the nurse from from Elm Street 3. 
I just want. I just figured if you were in a reformatory, everybody'd have uniforms. Yet all these chicks are all whored up to go to bed. Yeah, it's really. That's what's really strange about this too. Is obviously there is some lesbian stuff going in this, you know, which I don't have a problem with. I mean, I don't. I don't discriminate, you know, whatsoever. No, I'm a big supporter of lesbians. I have lots of their videos. Yeah, and uh, but it, but it is interesting though when you think about it, because it's like who are they all dolled up for all day in this? in this kind of prison reform school setting like there's no guys around you know we'll see that guy who drives the truck or the work truck or whatever later but when wendy o was was a dyke she was banging edna yeah well she was more getting molested by edna and and, uh you know in exchange i guess for favors and privileges or whatever she's just hideous looking yeah but she never was pretty it's not like they made her look ugly for the movie that's just how she looks yeah, there's something about her though, like um, I'd fuck her. Yeah, I mean, there's something about her though, like I don't know, like she, like I remember her looking really extreme and bizarre. Like she really stood out to me as a kid. Now I just see her as a, you know as a grown man. She doesn't really you know, she just looks like a tough ass chick. You know, I heard rumor they're gonna remake it with Ronda Rousey. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a rumor that's false because. I don't think you can remake this as a PG-13 movie. Sure you could, and, and the part of Wendy O. Williams will be played by Vitor Belfort. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see that. <laughs> yeah, my my my, my kind of favorite chick here is uh, in the Reform School. It's actually Wendy O. Williams' sidekick, Marcy DeMoss, who uh, was later in, uh, what was it, Friday the 13th Part 6. She's like the brunette chick with the kind of like pumped up hair. The, the main girl in this, who's um, who's she? What what else has she done? I was just looking at it on IMDb. She's hot. Yeah, I think she still looks good from the picture. I didn't click on it, but um, this movie's from nineteen eighty six. It's hard to believe it's that old. Yep, I was twelve years old when it came out. It didn't play in theaters here. It was just. Yeah. On pay-per-view. I remember you'd see all them commercials with the girls in the shower and everybody at junior high was just like, oh man, I gotta see reform school girls. So all it took was one guy with the VHS tape, you know. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. Linda Carroll. She hasn't done anything since 2000. She was on an episode of Titus. Let's see. I remember that show. Let's see. She was also in Back to the Beach playing Bridget, so I don't know how big of a part that I was. That. I love that movie, but I can't picture it. She's probably just some chick in the back. Yeah, most of these ones, she was like an extra. Like, because like No Man's Land, that movie with Charlie Sheen where he steals a Porsche, she was just the party girl in that. I've never seen that, believe it or not. It's, I mean, I don't know, maybe like seeing it now as a grown man won't be impressive, but I love it. I actually have the original one sheet of it. It's, it's, uh, it's one of my favorite 80s movies. She was I in like a, Boys Next Door with him and, um, was it Spade? No, Maxwell Caulfield. Yeah, that's a great movie. We'll have to do that on here sometime. Um, she played Heather in Beverly Hills Body Snatchers. I don't remember that movie at all. I remember Beverly Hills Vamp with Eddie Deason. I kind of remember that. Yeah, the cross painted on his underwear, so when the vampire went to bite his dick, she died. <laughs> oh, wow. That's all I remember about the movie, that, and somebody gave Eddie Deason the clout to be the star of a film. Yeah, like, she's uncredited in a couple movies, and then she pretty much just did extra work, like, 
pretty much looks like Back to the Beach was the last movie where she had a character that actually had a name. You know what I mean? That's a great movie. It is. I like it a lot. I think it came out on Blu-ray recently, but I wasn't all about paying twenty bucks for it. Dirty Work just came out on Blu-ray. Really? Yeah, it's $29. Oh, great. What, did it come out from Olive Films or somebody? It did, ironically enough. I do believe it was either Olive or Scorpion. Yeah. yeah. That's I kind mean, of... I love Norm MacDonald, but I'm not upgrading that. I'd upgrade mm. that, you know, if it was a $7 DVD. Yeah, $10 max. Great movie, though. What do you think, uh, this is kind of showing the budget, but, like, what do you think of this, uh, mess hall here? It's all dark and dimly lit and moonlit. I think they found, like, a reformatory or, like, an old school that was, like, abandoned and just filmed it there. I kind of think a lot of the, like, the interior scenes, I think the exteriors were just, like, at a school or whatever, but I think a lot of these interior scenes were just all, like, various locations. Like, they could get a bathroom here, they could get a room here, like... I don't think there was ever really one true, you know, reform school location. That's what I'm telling you. We got to do the movie Ring of Fire. You need to purchase that. Okay. Who's in Ring of Fire? Oh, wait, that's, I think that's, that might be 90. That's a Don the Dragon where it's like, one, you can tell clearly it's one house. Wow. And when they go, and when they go to his girlfriend's, they use the front door. <laughs> but when they go into his house, they're using the back door. You can tell it's the same house. Right. And then when they're fighting in the arena, it's clearly also the same thing as the store and the high school gym. It just has different paneling on the back of it. But it's it, unfortunately, they left the same red mat on the floor for everything. Wow. Yeah, this is where a lot of the action goes down here in uh, Reform School Girls is the bathroom. There's a lot of confrontations in the bathroom. Yeah, which makes me wonder why they didn't have security cameras. Well, not only that, but it's like you have 30 girls here. Like, wouldn't there be, like, a guard around? You know what I mean? You would think. Yeah. You know, they've kind of butted heads a couple of little times here and there, but this is really... Where it starts getting face-to-face between Wendy O. Williams and uh, the main character there. Because Wendy O. Williams is trying to uh, claim the little scared chick as her bitch, basically. I feel sorry for that little scared girl. Yeah. She killed her foster parents. Wasn't that the deal? Well, no, it, no, I think it, her foster parents the, killed her brother. The foster parents kept locking her and her brother in a refrigerator, and her brother suffocated in there. And didn't she just keep running away or something? Yeah, she ran away. I think maybe she did burn down the house or some shit. Now, this is, this, where, like, this is where we get introduced to the weapon, which is the main weapon of the reform school, which is a toothbrush with a razor blade stuck in it. The, the, the black gang in this movie is not very tough. No, yeah, usually in prison movies, the black gang is always the toughest gang. Here, they're actually the weaker gang. Then again, in their defense, there's only two of them and one of them's white. That is true. Then again, Wendy Williams looks like a big fucking monster, so. Yeah. And that's the difference now is back then you could have, you know, I mean, Wendy Williams, she's in good shape, but she's just basically just skinny. Like now, in order to pull that role off, you have to have some big, like, roided out chick, you know what I mean? Chris Cyborg. Yeah, you need Chris Cyborg in there. Who would beat the living shit out of Ronda Rousey? I don't care what anybody says. It's just that they'll never fight, so they, we can never find out. I'm pretty sure they're never going to fight because she's ducking her. Yeah. Hey, you know that girl off topic? The girl there in the plaid? Mm-hmm. 
Isn't she the fat girl from Mr. Belvedere? You know, I couldn't place it, but I knew I'd seen that girl in a lot of sitcoms in the 80s. I think she was also in The Naked Gun. I think she's the one that was the student driver. Yeah, I was thinking about that, too, because I recognized that girl. And she was, like, the the popular fat girl actress. But nowadays, she wouldn't even be considered fat, really. Well, no, she'd be considered morbidly obese by today's standards. Everybody's morbidly obese. Well, most of the girls now don't weigh much, but about 80 pounds. Yeah. Here's the uh, the the tower, which plays a part later in the film where the warden reads passages from the scriptures to put you to bed. Yeah, I didn't really get why they kept showing the tower over and over throughout the movie until I saw the ending and I put it all together, you know? I think it's kind of funny that there was such a sexual battle over this scared little girl. I mean... There's these, like, women in here that look like Playboy models, and, like, <laughs> and the yeah, ones... They all want this chick. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. Who clearly looks like Miss DePesto from Moonlighting Sister. That yeah. chick, I guarantee you she was the chick from The Naked Gun. Yeah, probably. See, like, these shots of the school, that almost looks like a loading dock or something. Not really, like a... It really does. It does look like the back of a warehouse where you'd be taking up your uh, pallets. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. I mean, obviously this movie is all about, you know, the sensationalism of young girls in a reform school and all that shit. But what do you think a reform school would really be like? Would it really be like a legit prison like this? I mean, I don't know. I think it, no, I think it'd be more like Bad Boys with Sean Penn. Like where they actually have cells and shit? Yeah. Because this one... Well, uh, and I mean, look at this chick sleeping in a bunk window with Wendy Williams. It's got chains and handcuffs hanging from it. Those are weapons. Yeah. Because they kind of sleep almost more like a military style in this movie, right? Like, just all millions of bunks in one room. Speaking of military, Private Benjamin remake starring Rebel Wilson. Whew. I have to say, I'm kind of, like, sick of all the... I mean, everybody hates all the horror remakes. I'm sick of the comedy remakes. Like, they, because they never work. Like, let's remake Arthur with the Russell Brand. That didn't work. <laughs> let's I keep... refuse to watch that. Well, one thing is, not even like I refuse to watch it, but if I want to watch an Arthur movie, I want to see Dudley Moore. He was drunk for real. Yeah. Russell Brand's just annoying. Yeah, Russell Brand is an ex heroin user. He's not going to be drinking for real on the set. Plus, you know, I think Rebel Wilson's hot as hell, but Private Benjamin isn't really, A, a good movie. Mm-hmm. Two, would it even really work anymore? I don't think so, because at the time that Private Benjamin was made, it was very rare for a woman to go into the military. And, like, now it's, like, fairly common, right? Yeah. I still say it again. I, I think she's hot as hell. Rebel Wilson, that is. This girl I just feel really sorry for. Yeah. Plus, I want to know if Edna just sleeps there. Yeah, Edna never goes home. It's weird. It's like she's in prison, too. I don't get why she had to burn this girl's stuffed rabbit. That's just terrible. I think she just wanted to break everyone. Like, see, like, the one maid, or not the maid, the, the guard lady comes in. She's, like, in a nightgown, so I think they do sleep here. On the loading dock. They got bunk. <laughs> they got bunk beds in the uh, in the warehouse. Yeah, that was her brother's stuffed animal, I think. Yeah, because that was like the Joey. last thing. Yeah, 
And she, and that was her story. She was freaking out because you know how Edna wanted to take it and keep it in the drawer. It reminded her of her brother like being locked away in the refrigerator. That's why she wanted to get it back so bad. What the hell she got in her hair? They're like weird uh, worm-like uh, rollers or curlers. Yes, they don't look like a typical curler. Yeah. Pat Hast is uh, so evil in this as Edna, isn't she? And she is. She does a great job. It's almost it's almost like a Freddy Krueger horror type, uh, you know, like over the top horror villain performance. Every time you see Window Williams, she has to make sure to stick out her implants. Yeah, they're I don't know, I don't want to speak ill of a dead woman, but it's just I don't know. Why she can't rebut it? Yeah. Now, there we go. Look at all the massive boom shots again. This this shower scene, this is where I was really like, I can't believe how many, uh, you know, amazing bodies these girls, you know, they found and all that. But I found this weird. The main girl, she showers by uh, spraying baby powder on herself and then letting the shower rinse it off. I've never heard of people using baby shower in the bathroom. Or, yeah. I thought you put baby powder on after the shower. Like, what is that? Yeah. I don't know. Either way, I'm not complaining. <laughs> Uh, it's just weird because I mean it's not maybe it's not ba- maybe it's not baby powder maybe it's DDT. No, no, because I thought that too. I thought I thought well maybe it's just like some cheap prison soap. But you'll see it later in the scene. They show a close up with the bottle and it says Johnson's baby powder on it. I, I think this girl's so stupid. Yeah, I think this girl's so stupid she doesn't know how to take a shower. That could be. Yeah, this, uh, pretty much all the girls in the gang have a brand in their ass, which I didn't really understand, because, you know, I would think that would be Edna claiming, like, those are the girls that she molests and all that, but, uh, it's, Wendy Williams is the one that's always doing the branding. Mm-hmm, with the coat hanger, or, yeah. uh, no, uh, clothes hanger. Yeah, all, uh, they heat it up with the, the, uh, the black girl with the ponytail, who's the leader of the black gang, she's another one easily 37 years old, playing a 15-year-old. Oh, yeah. Wendy Williams looks like she's in her 50s. She's got a rough face. I like Marcy DeMoss spitting the water out of her teeth hair. <laughs> just like a yeah. shitty, childish insult. She's cute. Yeah, she is. They're all, with the exception of Wendy Williams. I yeah. mean, she might be ugly, but she's got a great body. All these chicks, yeah, yeah they look like centerfolds. Yeah, I like Wendy Williams' midsection. Actually, her butt's really good, too. Oh, yeah. Her whole body's great. Yeah. This chick's cute, too. The uh, She is. The psychiatrist. She's... There's something about her that's pretty. Yeah, she kind of reminds me of the actress now, Rebecca Hall, but this chick's prettier than her. Pat ass is not attractive. No, I probably wouldn't go on a date with Pat. I mean, I don't, you know, like, I guess it's, that's the temptation with doing this um, commentary, Corey, is it's, it's pretty much a parade a non-stop naked young women we could just sit here and grade them on their looks and i you know i don't really want to go down that route but i am comfortable in saying that i probably wouldn't date pat ass yeah i will agree with you on that yeah i'd probably date the main girl first yeah i think if i had to, if i had to make a list I, i'd go marcy the moss the main girl this doctor lady and mm-hmm. I, I mean, I want to say that one girl that's like was amazingly like beautiful when they walked in, but she's really just an extra. I don't count her. There, there was a couple extras that were like the best looking girls in the movie, but they never talk, so I can't really count them. You know, I'd be wad dinging Sybil Danning. I got no shame in admitting that. Yeah, Sybil Danning was uh, body, and she don't really show her body off at all in this movie, which I found interesting. But um, maybe this was after her skiing accident. But um. 
Silver Danny was an amazing uh, body woman, and I like that 80s body she had too. Like where girls' midsections and lower halves looked a little different. But uh, I, I like how we're at least talking about, you know, got some nice hot tight bodies here not like when we did old boyo watching his fat <laughs> ass pudge across the screen yeah yeah, yeah that was uh that was a different story yeah boyo i'm coming back in part three after i eat a cake yeah i made the bakery the bakery can either be in cardboard or it can be in steel or mm-hmm. aluminum siding it don't matter which i can build it boy he probably designed uh, this place. He's like, here's a warehouse, or it could be a prison, or it could be a school, or a hospital. That's another thing about reform school girls is it's called reform school girls. There's not one scene of them in a classroom ever. There's not. They're just in that dormitory, or they're just in that yeah their bedroom, their bunk, whatever you call it. Was this summertime in the reform school when the school was out, <laughs> so they just had to be locked up all the time? Teachers were on. I wonder if the front, if you know, if he truly did, if Paul Kersey did design this, it's probably like, okay, I got a nice door here for you to come into. <laughs> and you know how, like, Paul Kersey gets all casual when he proposes marriage and shit? He was probably telling them after he built the school all fucked up, and they didn't know where they were going to put the desk or where they were going to unload the trucks. <laughs> and they were like... And unload the truck at the front, the back, the side. <laughs> And then they're like, Paul, but we're going to have all these girls sleep. You never built, like, a cells or anything. And you just say, put them in the bunk room. Where else would they be? <laughs> if they give me any trouble, let me know, boy. I'll put on my toque so no one can just figure me out at night. And remember how he actually had a house and a car and alleyways and anywhere he could have changed his clothes when he went into that dirty, shitty, spray-painted-up bathroom on purpose to put his clothes on. I bet I bet he designed, like, when they showed the girls in the, um, in the, uh, the bathroom there, it was all spray-painted up. You can't get, you can't get spray-paint inside a prison. I bet Paul Kersey put that spray-paint there to make himself more at home when he used the bathroom. <laughs> You know, at me when the girls would leave, be like, hey, I've been watching you through the window for a while. Maybe this weekend when you get out of the joint, we can get married. Maybe have dinner. Get on a plane. See, Paul Kersey definitely built this part of the school because it's basically just a room where nothing is really done. Except there's just a lot of windows that you can slave girls out to, uh, you know, wipe down all day. There's a bunch of windows, and then they're making... I thought the real prisons is where they made license plates. Yeah, reform school, I don't think... And, and not only that, but I don't think they would be doing that shit or doing this hard labor either because they're technically all underage minors. They'll be like yeah. child labor. Did you notice instead of taking them on like a van or something, they're in the back of an old army wagon? Yeah. I think I think this, this whole school was a... Uh, you know, they got done shooting an army movie here, and then they shot this movie. You can use this as your barracks. <laughs> you can use this as your barracks, and you can make it out of wood. You can make it concrete. You can make it out of cardboard. I can make it whatever you want. You can put young girls to sleep here. Here's my other thing. There's no guards, mm-hmm. and they're clearly in a room, not only with a whole bunch 
potential weapons, but there's right. also like flammable oils and stuff just in yeah. coffee cans. Yeah, <laughs> in a, literally in a coffee can, and the girl uses it to spray another girl's head, face. Which the other girl's okay, so it must have been heavily diluted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought they were going to say like her eyes burned out or something, you know? But then, like, as she was walking away, she seemed like she wasn't that hurt. You could eat in here. You could sleep in <laughs> here. You could go to church in here. You know, now that I'm looking at it, this probably is the same room that they sleep in. They probably just took the bunks out and put the tables in there. Yeah, they just filmed all the one scenes first. Yeah. And this is like a punishment here that they pour milk onto this girl's food. I thought that was weird. Yeah, because the, the girl that likes her is sitting in the hole, and for some reason they're blaming her. Yeah. That story doesn't really go any deeper. I think they just forget about it. Yeah. Sybil Danning rolls in here for the first time, I think. Sybil Danning's hot. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, she's an extremely, you know, um, sex symbol Shit. of a woman, but, like, the, the downside was she never had, like, glamorous movie star hair ever. It just was, like, that flat straw hair. She was way better than... Who's the one that all the the, the podcast weirdos like so much from the Ilsa movies? What's her name? Um, uh, I, yeah, I can't think of her name right now. Is it Diane Thorne? I, maybe. I think so. Sybil Danning's way hotter than that. She's, like, yeah. a classy Ilsa. Yeah, wasn't she in like a like the last like kind of spin-off Ilsa movie? I can't remember. Yeah. I know she was in the Howling 2 in credits. She looks like if Linda Hogan was a dominatrix. Yeah, I prove. Do you find Linda, Linda Hogan Linda Hogan's hot? I was just going to ask you that. I I kind of agree with that. I kind of be honest, with you, if I had to go on a date with somebody, I think I would go on a date with Linda Hogan more than Brooke Hogan. Me too. Me too. Linda's Hulk paid to have some good surgery done on that woman. <laughs> he sure did. Now this is like the ultimate rebellion here against Civil Danny where people first drop their forks on the table and then they just bang their food on the table. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's if you want to rouse someone up you bang your food. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't really see it here but before they were drinking all the girls were drinking milk out of the um the uh, the little carnation. I always hated drinking milk out of those little cardboard things. You try to open it up, it never opens right. And then your milk tastes like cardboard because it's running over like the little spout that the cardboard. <laughs> I like how it says no gum allowed, no lipstick allowed. But you can wear spiked up earrings and handcuffs. <laughs> well, not only that, but if you notice too, the no gum allowed sign had a bunch of gum stuck to it, and the no lipstick sign had a bunch of like where girls kissed it with lipstick. If you also notice the door that says kitchen is the exact same door to Pat Ast's office. <laughs> yeah, it is. Now, here we go to the first, I think, in the field, uh, hard labor scene. I felt like they were really trying to go for a, um, what do you call it, a cool hand loop vibe here with this hard labor. Yeah, I think they just wanted to see the girls sweat. <laughs> yeah. Wendy Williams gets to lay in the dirt on a towel like she's at the beach and pump iron. Oh, Marcy to Mars, you got a baseball glove back there. Yeah, I don't really get that. She looks bored doing it. I wonder if just Edna gets off on seeing girls play baseball. Possibly. Yeah. She has a big umbrella. Yeah, Wendy O. Williams is all serving up the lemonade or iced tea, whatever it is, the pad ass, all sexy. 
Because they don't let the other ones eat until they're all done. Yeah. And it's just, it, they're always just in this, like, uh, little, I don't know what they're growing, soybeans or what. It's almost dead, but they're just in there with little hoes just raking the uh, the dirt and shit. And they all clearly suck because they don't seem to be moving. Yeah, like, it, it's... You know, it's kind of like when you see people eating in a movie, and they're just kind of slowly bringing the forks to their mouths, but they never put anything in their mouths. It's like that kind of movie, busy work. Probably like, we got to get all the girls out of here. Paul, we had a riot in the cafeteria. Okay, what I'm going to do eh, is nail all the trays down to the table, eh, and then you can just use the ladle to give them soup. <laughs> see? You get the tray on the table. By the way, everybody... If you haven't heard our Death Wish 2 show, you know, this 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 nonsense we keep going on about Paul Kersey would make a lot more sense if you've seen that or seen the movie. Paul Kersey is like the most overpriced worst architect ever. Yeah. And he, in like, you know, his stroke of genius is he tells you all the different materials he can make shit out of. Yeah, he makes one design and shows it to you in six different colors. Yeah. It's kind of funny how, like, on these labor scenes, all the girls, like, they drop dead after, or not drop dead, but they pass out right after they ask for water and get denied, like, not half hour later, not ten minutes, it's like, <laughs> immediately as soon as they're denied water, they fall over. I can't remember the logic of not giving them water, though. It was just, um, punishment for Pat asked. Uh, she just, you know, just anything she could deny these girls, she wanted to deny them. There's that big afro-headed dude right there. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know if this guy ever got a, a character name in this movie. I'll just call him the Truck Man. This is our first introduction to the Truck Man. He's the one who drives the army truck of girls out to the field all the time. And then, he, and what's weird is he just sits there all day and smokes cigarettes in the field and watches them work. That's a good job. Yeah. And then he sits, when they, when one of them passes out, they put him in the back of the truck, he sits there with them. And he's, like, really ugly. He looks like yeah. like Ron Palalo lifted a few weights. <laughs> yeah, he really, like, especially for, like, the casting of, like, you know, like, let's be honest, like, you know, the director or casting director or producer or somebody, they just saw naked girl after naked girl to cast this movie up. They were just... Probably just casting on looks alone, but when it comes to the role of this man, like, you think they would put a good-looking guy for at least the girls who are watching this movie, right? Either that or by the time they got done looking at naked women. Shit, we need a guy. How about that dude changing the water tank out in the office? <laughs> yeah, really. It was just, like, too late. Like, they should have at least got, like, a Dean Cameron or somebody to play the role. Charles Bronson probably auditioned. I was I was gonna say that'd be a good replacement for that role. Yeah, boy, I'll come in and show that girl good. <laughs> well, Miss, I was thinking maybe at some point you could sneak out of your reform school dormitory and we can have your romantic even in the back of this truck. What do you say? <laughs> they could call him. What? That's the only guy I know that finally had some life brought into him after a double rape murder. <laughs> <laughs> he found. If there's anybody who's going to find the silver lining in a double rape murder, it's going to be Charles Bronson. Because he was like called just Mopey and said, all right, I can kill somebody now, eh? I mean, you've heard the expression, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. <laughs> Charles Bronson, he's wait. He's actually, he can't wait for the lemons to come along. 
Yeah, he's he he's taking it to a whole new level. Yeah. Now, what do you think about Wendy Williams always lifting the little hand dumbbell in her in her bunk? You think that would really get her buff? Just slowly doing that all the time. No, nah, because it's probably only about a twenty pound weight. <laughs> yeah. She's more buff than that. She's got a dynamite body. She's got a very athletic body. Yeah, which is you wouldn't expect for a punk rocker woman. No, you think this is some slovenly pudge chick for that. Yeah. And she kind of does have a punk rock. Like Marcy Moss, her one side is just kind of always in lingerie, a big poof here. But the other girl kind of is more of a punker girl. You know, I mean, there ain't one in here I'd say I wouldn't fuck. Yeah. Could you could you make that sound a little nicer? <laughs> could you say I wouldn't date, perhaps? <laughs> well, perhaps there's not a girl here I wouldn't date. But if I found one, I'd say, hey, do you want to go to the movies? Maybe then have coitus. After that, you can go back home while I go kill some people because I haven't been brought to life by a double rape murder. <laughs> you know, I really... I really didn't want to go there, but I can't. I think it needs to be said. I always think if Paul Kersey could go on a date with one of these young girls, he would mysteriously take him to the worst part of town, have him wait out on the sidewalk while he parks the car, just hoping a gang of rapists would walk by. He's using him as bait. Yeah. So he can have a new purpose in life. It's like, Paul... Why are we taking your car? We're gonna go to the subway. <laughs> hey, boy. <laughs> Wait here, I'll be right back. And then it, then it gets to the point, because no rapists are coming along, he's like waving cars down. Are you a rapist? Come on. <laughs> oh. I better put on my tukey and do the job myself. <laughs> Poor Paul. Paul Kersey is one of the most strange and misunderstood characters in cinematic history, I'd say. We're going to be revisiting him again. Yeah, he'll make another appearance. Yeah, old Sybil. I, I get the feeling like the way her scenes are short and spread out throughout the movie. I think Sybil Danning filmed on this movie for about two or three days tops. Oh, shit, I was going to put her one. Yeah, those low budget ways they could just... Because they probably just shot the other... You never really see her in the same shot sometimes as the other actors. It's just kind of like a cutaway. The cover of my box, it's her primarily on it. Is it? She's like right in the middle with the other girls like faded out, blurred on the sides. Yeah. I think this doctor's cute. Yeah, I was going to say, I kind of like her 80s hairdo. Just It's short, but it's curly. It actually looks good on this woman. I want to know why all these people have staff meetings at midnight. Well, they got to sleep there, so... <laughs> well. Yeah, I guess. That was the genius of it. Well, when you're done with the office, the desk folds out into a bed. Yeah, I did, you know, I mean, skipping ahead, you know, obviously at the end, you know, cr- uh, accusations of abuse come out about this reform school. But, like, if you really were running an abusive for- reform school, like these women... You think you would want to do everything you could not to have the girls passing out from heat, not getting attacked, not getting... Because, like, that's just going to expose your schemes quicker, right? Or probably not hiring a doctor that actually works for the state. Yeah. <laughs> you get your cousin in there. Yeah, well, they you get... get Paul, 
you get Paul Kersey in there. That way he can go look for more victims and shit when he's done with his shift. <laughs> Paul Kersey would have an office, a part-time office at this reform school. And the girls would come by every week and he would ask them uh, if they'd been raped. And if so, where could he find their rapist so he could go shoot them? Then you go to a supply closet slash bathroom and change clothes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he would, like, have, like, a real nice extensive suit and tie and jacket and shit. And, like, uh, he would, like, just drape it over the filthy fucking diary and stand the walls of that bathroom. <laughs> Uh-oh. Did, 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 it's getting devious now. Wendy O'Williams and her gang are carrying the scared little girl. Away to the bathroom to brand her ass. Yeah, because they weren't going to stop it. Remember, like, Charlie can protect her. And she dies, like, two scenes later. Yeah. I have to say, (laughs) I I, I, I did find this, you know, this is a pretty... I mean, it's dramatic, but this is a pretty lighthearted movie. But I, this this kind of was the 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 main scene where I felt like this really was like a real prison movie. Because if this was a guy's movie, this would be the scene where some guy was going to get raped in the ass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's some good filmmaking here, like the girls crying out, and they cut to like the little kitten laying in bed, looking around. You know, because they keep the kitten there until Pat ass steps on it. Yeah. And they even give that away in the trailer that Pat ass steps on the cat. That's what drives the bunny girl over the edge. Yeah. And they even get she, she doesn't she jump off the water tower or something? Well she climbs it and then they chase her and I mean she falls off. I don't know if she you know it's it's kinda hard to tell what that dummy even though they did have a good dummy, it's time it's hard to tell what the dummy's intentions were when it fell. Paul Kersey would be on that case. Yeah. Well, I need to know, when the girl fell off the water tower, was she raped beforehand? <laughs> well, Paul, she's all splattered all over the sidewalk. It's a little hard to tell her right now. A man... Thinking, Paul, if Paul Kersey hadn't passed away, he'd be watching Irreversible 24-7 looking for clues. <laughs> if Paul Kersey hadn't passed away, he would have been walking the streets of New York, Los Angeles, Chicago, wherever, France, wherever, with a portable TV player showing people <laughs> the scene from Irreversible, asking people if they had seen the Tennille around. <laughs> have you seen? Please. He'd be like, please watch this scene of this movie. Then they'd be like, oh, that's horrific. I can't watch this, sir. No, I urge you, please look again. <laughs> I could see that. And that's why this movie, you know, being a prisoner, I'll be honest, I really, in the first, I mean, there's a couple good ones, but in general, I don't like prison movies because you have to see people getting raped, people getting stabbed. This movie, I mean, it does get serious. Some A couple characters do die. But, you know, instead of the rape scene, you just get the scene where they brand the little whatever on the girl's head. Like, it's not too horrific. Like, you can still enjoy it. You can still have fun with it. You know what I mean? But yeah, like I like this, and I like I like Bad Boys with Sean Penn. Not that that's lighthearted, yeah. but uh, you know most of the other ones. Like I've even seen other women in prison movies, like Cage Teeth and all that. I, they're generally pretty boring, to be honest with you. Yeah, because it's all one location. It's just you know this movie it it, it takes the genre and it actually works somehow. I think it's because they they know it's it's I don't want to call it a parody, right? But it it, it is it's it, this it's is tongue in comedy. Yeah. If you really watch it, yeah. yeah. Bad Boys isn't funny, but that's 
That's also no one's getting raped or anything. They get yeah. beat half to death with RC cola cans, but you know. Yeah. Well, there was that one kid I think who got raped in Bad Boys. Yeah, and then he came out waving a knife, and they gave him the they gave him the F five off the yeah, off the balcony. Yeah. They should have gave him the F U, and then went, you didn't see nothing, and then rubbed their hand in front of their face. Now, uh, Clancy Brown. Yeah, it was. They should have got Clancy Brown for the role of truck man in this one, with his albino afro like he had in Bad Boys. That would have been good. Bad Boys was eighties, you know. It was eighties. I don't know if I could do a serious commentary for that movie though. It's a little hard because they really those scenes were like before he goes to jail and all that. Like they really um, those scenes of the young toughs of the city. <laughs> they're, they're pretty laugh worthy, to be honest with you. They are. Paul Kersey needed to be there to clean it up. Yeah, because uh, don't doesn't somebody get out? Uh, yeah, they, uh, they Paco rapes Ali Sheedy. Yeah, that's right. Paco rapes Ali Sheedy. That's that's actually is a, the most horrific part of that movie, I'd say. And then you know he could have been on the case. <laughs> he would have been out. He could kill every Mexican he sees. <laughs> he would have been outside the window waiting for it to end, so his revenge could begin. <laughs> got a Polaroid camera. If somebody ever like. Like, I know there's been talk of Stallone, which I'm sorry, by the way, people, you know, reform school girls going on, we, all we want to talk about is Death Wish, but um, if they ever did restart the Death Wish series, and I don't want Stallone just to do his remake, I wanted to pick up, like, we, it finds out we uh, Paul Kersey had a son we never knew about, you know what I mean, or something like that. And, targets rapists. Yeah, and the, t- the, t- <laughs> the tagline on the poster would be, Death Wish 6. When the rape ends, his revenge begins. <laughs> and, like, the poster would be the guy looking at his watch, <laughs> waiting for it to be over. Like, standing under a street light. Yeah. And then, like, up in the window of the building, you see a guy, like, tearing some girl's shirt off. Now, here's where the devious stuff uh, begins here, because Truckman pulls her... It turns out, you know, the, the scary girl really did pass out from the heat. But Truckman... Yeah, chick's just faking it because she's horny. Yeah, because she wants to be in there with Truckman. Truckman wrote a note previously, and he gives it to her now. After lights out, truck. Underline three times the word truck. I wonder why no one of the guards were like, you shift in at nine hours ago. Why are you still sitting here? Yeah, why are you... Well, they all sleep at the, at the school. Apparently, Truckman wanted to sleep in his truck. That must be his 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 own army truck. And he rents it out to him. <laughs> we need transportation, Paul. I know a guy that's got a truck boy over. It's good for raping. <laughs> How creepy would it be if you rented the truck out like for your kid's birthday party? <laughs> like all the kids to ride in army truck man comes by you load the kids up to go around the block there's like old Jack Daniels bottles used condoms like yeah, I don't get, I'm trying to remember how she snuck out to the truck 
Yeah, it's kind of weird because, like, it's like they can't sneak out to the truck, I mean, out of the dorms, but they can because this seems, it makes it seem like she needed somebody to open the door before she could sneak out. Whereas before, that scared chick, like, just snuck out in the middle of the night, so I don't really get it. Yeah, she just walked out. Yeah. Unless they were just trying to create a diversion. Yeah. Yeah. That or she she wanted to know the other one wasn't, uh... Obviously, pet ass not that bright. <laughs> and what I didn't understand about the diversion is, like, you know, they all act like they're sick, so they run in and all that, and create a diversion, so she can run out. But whenever something goes down in these dorms, pet ass does a, uh, like, a name check to make sure everybody's there. Like, wouldn't they know, like, after everybody calmed down that she wasn't there, you know? I don't get how pet ass could look over her shoulder. She just did, and she still didn't see the broad standing next to all the towels. Yeah. And what's funny is the main girl from certain angles, when you see her, like, with her face turned like she was a second ago, she kind of reminds me of uh, Erica Leniak without the implants. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. See, Wendy Williams knows what's going on. She sees the truck. Why is this still here at midnight? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't that guy go home seven hours ago? Which, I mean, by the way, like, you know, that girl's good looking and all, but I don't know if I'll wait laying in the back of a dirty truck for seven hours to have a date with her. Yeah, he's waiting by the loading dock that Paul Kersey designed. Yeah. Easy load. Because, <laughs> look, she runs down a loading dock ramp to get there. Here comes the fat doctor now to, uh, Louis Anderson's dad comes down to, uh, check all the girls' menstrual cramps or whatever they claim is going on. Cause he, yeah, cause he obviously sleeps there too. Yeah. No. Okay. Right there. See it, Corey. That's a loading dock right there. Look at that. That's a loading dock. Oh yeah. Yeah. Considering there's a forklift with trash cans on it. Yeah. Exactly. Now here's what makes no sense. She just went out the loading dock, yet she had to walk around the block to get back into this gated area that's not locked. Yeah. Well, the padlock. I can see it on the thing. It's open. I guess she's walking around. I wonder if the guy's just laying naked in the back. Yeah, I wonder if a guard would come and check it. What are you doing back here with candles lit? Yeah. <laughs> if the guard just, like, caught him and was like, why are you here with, like, a bottle of wine and candles? And This is my mobile home. Paul Kersey designed it. And I have to say, you know, she's kind of a bad girl here. Because at first, when I first was watching this, you know, and then I saw, you know, kind of what happened with this scene... Is I thought she was just, because she was locked up in the girls' school, I thought she just, you know, wanted to have some sexual action with a guy, but apparently this was all a cunning attempt to get him to drive her out of there. Because she keeps... Yeah, she keeps saying, uh, you know, I could, like, make you feel real good in a uh, cheap motel bed nearby and all this, and he's saying, I can do it right here. Have some of my wine. It's vintage rape juice. All Kersey gave it to me. That's him in the bushes. <laughs> hey, boy, are you done in there? My, I got my gun all cleaned and loaded. I kept it under my shoebox. <laughs> guy lives in an apartment by himself, yet he still goes and rents some flea bed hotel as a bat cave. <laughs> <laughs> then he can't touch anything in there. I didn't get that. Why would you just operate out of your home? <laughs> or just your car, really. I mean... He wasn't really operating. He was just walking around with a gun. Put it in your pocket. <laughs> yeah. 
Now the you know this movie is a little different. Where a lot of movies that have a lot of nudity, everybody gets nude except the main girl. Where the main girl shows just as much nudity in this film. Oh yeah, I mean you know that's true leadership qualities. Don't ever ask someone to do what you ain't gonna do yourself. Exactly. This guy desperately wants to be Jimmy from Roadhouse. <laughs> yeah, he really does. And I have to say, it really takes the romance out of this scene that the whole time that they're making out and starting to have sex here, this guy's holding a lit cigarette. Yeah, it, um... And wouldn't you put that out or do something? like? I'd be afraid you'd knock over a candle and start fire to your love shack there. <laughs> <laughs> love shack, baby. <laughs> I got a truck. It's as big as a whale. <laughs> You can pick up all the reform school girls, honey. <laughs> I like how he's just got his tongue flat out hanging out of his mouth. It doesn't mean does she not look into it at all. She does. I mean, rape is not a serious, I mean, rape, rape is a serious topic. I don't mean to make a joke, but this, um, you know, for this type of movie, this, this scene does have a, I mean, she's doing it willingly because she's trying to talk him into letting her escape, but this, this almost, I would say this is, at least one third of a rape right here. I don't know. She's letting Horshack do it to her. Yeah, but it's 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 kind of under false pretenses. You know what I mean? And like you said, she's not into it at all. That's why Paul Kersey isn't busting on the door. She let him on. Yeah. This is almost like a Kobe Bryant date where somebody decides <laughs> 12 hours later that they didn't want him. Yeah, at least he blew out his candles. Yeah, because if he didn't, the doctor walking by would have seen it. How can that fat fuck not hear him having sex? Yeah, really. It must be really silent, or that guy must finish really quick. I just want to know why everybody's like, why is that truck still here? What I think is funny is the girls like want to speak, uh, sneak and uh, spy out the window. Yeah, like what are they going to see? Yeah. The truck going up and down. Love yeah, the truck. Yeah. Yeah, this is hurry now. He's got to leave. He's got to rent that truck out to a kid's birthday party tomorrow. <laughs> he's got to transport some farm animals up the road. <laughs> he, he's so. This guy's such a sleazebag when he's talking to the guard here. He's so, like, content blowing smoke. This guy is ugly as fuck. I can't believe that girl slept with him. He's blowing, and, he's blowing the circles. Yeah, and this is where he's finding out how much a scumbag is. He tells the guy to check the back on purpose, you know? Yeah, I got something back for you. Yeah, and then they and then because uh, he told her, I'll, yeah, I'll take you all the way to the end of the line. And the guards like, okay, end of the line, honey, get out. So I mean, he like how many girls in the reform school do you think he's played this trick on, and they still keep hiring him back to drive them out to the the dirt field? Where did she think she was going to go to? Yeah, yeah, because she is a minor underage. Yeah. Yeah, what's she gonna scale the fence? Which I mean, by the way, let's talk. Let's talk on that moral topic for a second here. I mean, obviously, we know these girls are older than shit. They're not underage, but it's supposed to be reform school. They're supposed to be minors, and like they're just showing their boobs. I mean, isn't that like you wouldn't see that now? I mean, even if the, all the actors are over eighteen, they wouldn't say, "Oh, this person's 15, Now look at their tits in a movie. You know yeah. what I mean? I think she's going to get hosed down here, isn't she? No, I think that's later. 
Or I think here they just insinuate she just got reamed with that nightstick. Which, by the way, that that nightstick is very strange because it's when it's like all bent right there. But like you can see before, when Pat ass was um, swiping against her leg. You see, it was like rubbery and bending. So it's that's almost, Paul Kersey. That's the Paul Kersey slapjack. Yeah, it's almost more like a dildo. <clears throat> she had to take the glove off her hand, just throw it. If I was the other guy, I'd be like, yeah, pick that shit up. <laughs> I know that's gross. <laughs> and here we go now because. Uh, uh, the main girl Jenny is in lockdown or uh, solitary confinement. Uh, Wendy O. Williams' gang comes out in their their sexy lingerie to brand her in the ass. There's no escape now. Yeah, I have to agree with you though. Why do they want this girl so bad? She doesn't really fit the mold of punk rock chick. Well, not only that, but if you if you look at the other girls, like. In terms of like attraction, like I said, like I can't really determine if this is Wendy or Williams' gang, or is this the gang of girls who get privileges because they let Edna diddle them? You know what I mean? Like, I think they're Wendy's gang, to be honest with you. She seems to kind of tell them what to do. Yeah, but yeah, I don't get why they want this mousy chick. So I mean, I don't know. Like, what was that? Because she's clean. She's probably still a virgin. Oh yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe they maybe they want to turn her all dirty and punk right. But they never really even try to do that later on. They don't do anything to her. They brand her and that's it. And they let her get killed. They don't stick up for her help or anything. No, that is true. They don't. Because the two black girls uh, argue right here about letting her. And then the one black girl says, you know, just let her do it. Maybe she'll, you know, maybe Wendy Williams will protect her now or whatever. But that doesn't really happen. Mm-mm. She has to get killed. Yeah, there's that that the most beautiful extra in the world back there by the door. That's a real woman right there with a vest that says Pap's Blue Ribbon on the back of it. Exactly. You know who would have been really good in this movie if they would have put her in it, probably? Vanity. Oh, I could see that. Especially if there was a side plot of them smuggling drugs into prison. Yeah, this is the scene. When they brand her, she's actually naked here, and Wendy Williams kisses her while she's branded. This was like the this was like the the quote unquote real rape scene of them, even though it's not a rape, but it was very uncomfortable. Just just because it was like the little the most youngish looking mousy little girl that you see like all like that's almost like some Bat Thirty Two shit right there. Like tying, <laughs> oh, <laughs> tying, tying some oh, so he, he was always into the bondage shit and tying people up and. I'm not going there. Cutting panties off with the scissors or whatever. <laughs> it becomes unfunny when it's not Paul Kersey. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> but the, uh, you know, this is the good doctor. She sees how fucked up, uh, you know, Jenny got in the lockdown or whatever, all dirty and fucked up and abused. Trying to put a stop to it. What happened to your vagina stretched out? I fell. <laughs> I, f- I fell on a flagpole. <laughs> it looks like somebody tenilled you. <laughs> Was the tenille your special vis- visitor this week? Could you imagine if the, if the tenille came and broke into this place? Oh my gosh. It's a carnage. It'd be like For those the, you fans who don't know what the tenille is, there's a uh, French, French or Italian, I'm not sure. French, I believe. French movie with Monica Bellucci called Irreversible. It's a linear film filled uh, 
it's filmed backwards, a 10-minute entry. Right. It's, uh, it's got like a 12-minute long graphic rape scene by a guy. Oh, the guy the name is the Tenille. Le Tenille in French. It's a very cool movie that, even though it features a 12-minute uh, you know, rape scene, you can get it at the Best Buy, at a Walmart, to some <laughs> yeah. For In the $5 bin, usually, too. <laughs> It's actually a really good movie. It's a really good. The only parts of it I don't like is when the camera spins around. It makes me dizzy. Yeah, the first five six minutes it's really hard to take. Yeah, just because, like you said, that weird camera work. After that, yeah. it's fine. It's a very depressing movie, though. I would say if you're a fan of um, uh, cruising, starring Al Pacino, you'll like it. Or if you're a fan of Monica Bellucci, because you do see her naked. Technically. Take the good with the bad. Yeah. Now, if she belongs to Wendy O'Williams now, shouldn't she be hanging out with her? Right. And what kind of friend is Wendy O'Williams? She's the one that lets that cat out of the box. Yeah. I think she just wanted to uh, psychologically torment that girl as much as she could. What's her shirt say? Fucking roll. Well, it says something, but then if you look where the F is or whatever, it, look, it looks like they whited that part out and had to redo it or something. It's really weird. Yeah. I thought it said suck and roll, but I, I can't really tell really what it says. What's it say underneath it? I, I don't know. It's, it's like suck and roll and fuck off or something. She has a really nice ass. Yeah, she does. The she main- has a nice body. I thought that, I thought this is actually the scene where the main girl looks the best, the way she has that loose tank top on. Like, you really yeah. see all her side boob and all that. And the mousy girl just wears, like, a 1960s nightgown. So yeah, it's like a little... Like, I mean, look at all these women in lingerie and shit. This little girl's wearing House on the Prairie nightgown. Yeah, she she is. And everybody's sexually designer. I, I don't get that at all. I don't get why they have a rope holding all their panties up there don't they have a laundry room yeah it looks like it says fucking roll or duck off or duck something duck off yeah here, here comes the cat let out by Winnie Williams it is a cute little cat yeah I don't like cats I'm deathly allergic to them I like some I don't, I don't understand why anyone would want an animal that shits in a box in their kitchen <laughs> you don't have to keep it in the kitchen you can put it in the bathroom this is gross, man. At least the dog goes and shits outside. Yeah, but then you have to step on it in your lawn nonstop. Now you mow, we run it over with the mower, and in the uh, in the winter, the snow covers it. Oh, that's gross. Yeah, like uh, Edna sees this little cat, and she she reacts to it like it's a rat or something. What I don't get is is how powerful is Edna when like ten girls can't hold her back. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> so why would anyone step on a cat? Yeah, I have to say that's pretty cruel. This is this is my least favorite scene of the movie. And it made that girl pretty much that that catatonic her. She's got Paul Kersey daughter syndrome right now. <laughs> she she almost could be Paul Kersey's third daughter right here. She couldn't. I don't think anybody wants to be related to Paul Kersey. Yeah, if I was related to Paul Kersey in any way, shape, or form, I would be terrified something horrible would happen to me at all times. Something's going to happen to you, yeah. Yeah. And there's only so much a fat guy in a member's only coat can do to protect you. Well, he can avenge you. Protecting you is a way different story. 
He's just waiting for you to get killed so he has something to do. Hey, boy, I invited a couple of serial killers over tonight for dinner. Maybe. Uh, hey, everything. Paul, you want to go out for dinner? No, I'm waiting for a cousin to get shot. <laughs> oh, I'm having family over. Oh, you're having family over? Yeah, I'm hoping one of them get killed. <laughs> Hopefully a rape-type situation as well. Oh. How did she get out? She must have just walked out the front door. And why is she just walking up this tower? That's the one part that I never really understood. Yeah, and I don't... Is she going to commit suicide? I... Well, <clears throat> like you said, like, sometimes the door is locked. Sometimes they can... This girl has the magic power to just escape out somehow. But my thing is, is where do you... Where do you plan on going? Yeah. I think this girl is in such shock, though. She was just out of her mind doing weird shit. But I think she probably was suicidal. I think she was going up to jump off. But then they start, like, chasing her. And that's, like, the flimsiest tower. If you look at it, it up is. close, that's some Paul Kersey construction right there. Well, he, he gave them ten different material options that he could build out of, and they chose the cheapest one, obviously. Plywood. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, can... that shit ain't even sanded down. You get some slivers. And not only that, but you can tell... Yeah, it's not, it's not sanded down. You can tell it's in a parking lot, too, which is a little weird. Oh, yeah. It's not in, like, a prison yard, you know what I mean? Kmart closes at 9. Yeah. Yeah, it was shitty construction because she just backed up on the railing. The railing broke. That's why she fell. Yeah, see, she wasn't pushed. No. It is a pretty good dummy because she, like, bounced. The, the both Because the Edna dummy that's on fire later, there's good, too. And, like, I don't know what they did to the dummies, but they have weight to them because usually when a dummy falls in a movie, it's, it, it looks, like, all flimsy and, like, like a kite. It, like, spreads out. These dummies yeah. fall with some weight, and then the arms bounce and shit. Now the girl's like, all right, it's our chance to riot. Let's get yeah. those pillow feathers going. <laughs> and then we won't have shit to sleep on later tonight. I was going to say, I don't get that. Then they trash their own place that they sleep. It's stupid. Well, I, just go trash his office. Yeah, I would say trash everything else. When I tell you, I'll give her credit, man. Wendy O. Williams, and we'll see even more later on, but Wendy O. Williams gets into these physical scenes. Like, she goes oh, all... Yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, she's naked, too, so it's like, you know, this shit's, like, all cutting her up, this glass she's breaking, and, like, all this shit flying. Obviously, Big Papa Pump was a hookup. <laughs> yeah. Holla if you hear me. <laughs> yeah, fat girl's just eating graham crackers. Yeah, it's weird. And then the, the one, uh, the girl from the Black Gang... Who had beef with Wendy Williams finally gets a chance to call her out and fight her here. Yeah, but Wendy Williams beats the shit out of everybody. <laughs> Pretty much. Because Wendy Williams got abs of steel in this movie. Mm-hmm. Why her gang helping her? Man, it looks like it's snowing in there with all them feathers. You ain't kidding. Paul Kersey's Polaroid's going nuts. <laughs> Somebody's gonna get raped any minute now, boy. Oh. That girl could be the ref. She's wearing striped pants. Yeah. I always feel, it seemed like they were really trying to dress Civil Danny in some type of Nazi uniform in this movie. Oh, she looks good. Yeah. The fat girl's probably like, I was just eating my graham crackers. I don't know what these people are doing. Yeah, it's like never see. And here we go. We see uh, Wendy Williams tries to be a little tattletale or whatever to... Um, Civil Danny, Civil Danny don't care because Edna, mm -hmm. Edna's lost control, so she's not going to humor any of Edna's girls anymore. Mm -mm. 
And Winnie Owens. That's, that's when she does the big turn on her. Yeah. <clears throat> Winnie Owens gets pissed. Wendy Williams clearly 50 <laughs> I wonder how old she was in this movie she she wasn't like a huge drug addict or anything was she not that I know of but yeah she was in her mid 30s when she filmed this yeah I wonder if they made her up to look kind of rougher because I don't remember her ever looking this bad yeah like I was looking at pictures of her from her concerts even when she was older she didn't look this bad I didn't think no I think maybe they just kind of made her look real hard in this yeah which is now the look Sonny goes for in mug shots. Oh, I'll leave my girl Sonny alone. She's still beautiful. <sighs> Maybe she'll have conjugals now. That would be nice. Would you yeah. visit Sonny? No. No? Oh, okay. Oh, I visit Paul Kersey. <laughs> that's, that's ten times worse. <laughs> yeah, here's the fire hose scene, which is really bad. Like, even the guard lady is starting to question what's going on here. Because she's, I mean, she just douses her with the fire hose. I mean, like, she drenches her. She didn't give her a hose job. Like Hollywood did to all the Keystone cops and Mannequin. (laughs) Yeah, really. That was on the other day. I like that movie. I've always. I like the the last 10 minutes of that movie a lot. I've always liked that movie just because it's so weird when you. Like, it seemed perfectly normal in the 80s, but when you watch it now, it seems really weird. And Kim Cattrall was really cute back then. Oh, she was a... Yeah, I was watching part of a Police Academy the other day. I forgot she was oh, in that. She was good in that. Real good. It'd been great if Kim Cattrall was in this movie. Sadly, Kim Cattrall was trying to still be naked all the time in Sex in the City. Unfortunate. <laughs> Cover for me, cousin. I gotta take a leak and lower my air oh, conditioning. Oh, God, he's doing it again, fans. I'm doing it again. It's too hot in here. It's hotter I'm than a re- Paul Kersey refor- built reform school. How unprofessional. Now, once again, I got to sit here and talk by myself. I think it's very disturbing that Pat Ast is clearly like masturbating as she sprays her with the hose. Now we cut back to the hot doctor talking to hot Sybil Danning. I like how they're just yelling at each other, like very sexually, but, you know, you just want one of them to rip off their clothes and start making out. Yeah, boy, oh. Something about that doctor's bizarre hair that turns me on. It's kind of like a slutty Princess Leia look. Although the more I look at it now, she has British teeth. Why does everyone smoke in this movie, too? That's, you know Paul Kersey's cheap ass didn't put no smoke detectors in this building. Sybil Danning smoking cigarellos. Obviously, the psychiatrist is now a nurse. She's taking care of the main girl here who's caught pneumonia from being hosed down in a dark, dirty cell where Paul Kersey probably does change his clothes. Probably hung his jacket up on the wet floor when he was, you know, getting ready for his uh, night on the town, so to speak. Yeah, I think that uh, hose scene is reason enough to see this film. Oh, you're finally back. I had to discuss the intricate parts of Paul Kersey's construction. Yeah, I heard, I heard the tail end of where he's putting his jacket on the wet floor. <laughs> See, she's getting her. She's convincing her to testify now against all the abuse. Yeah, which she, you know, she was willing to stand up the whole time, and just nobody was willing to listen till now. Well, yeah, because the Mr. Pesto's daughter from Moonlighting, you know, 
Then no one killed her. You know, in all honesty, that girl bro- broke out of prison, climbed a tower, and fell. Yeah. I don't get why this title is child abuse. I didn't know ch- children were in their 40s. <laughs> <laughs> or in their very late 20s in that girl's case. What else has Pat Ass been in? I don't know. We should look that up. Because I was wondering that myself. She has the weirdest nose. And hair, too. she got some clown hair. She's really good in this film. I mean, she plays it over the top. But she's also just straight up evil, too. Pat asked, 1941 to 2001. Pat was a native New Yorker who worked as a receptionist and clerk in a box factory. She met Andy Warhol later and started in his film Heat. Let's see. Here she's got her, her big rubber dildo. She's going to ream her. Well, um, Reform School Girls was actually one of the later things she did. She didn't really do any. She had like a lot of, you know, uncredited background parts in movies like Midnight Cowboy. That's a good movie. It is a good movie. I ordered Star Eighty the other day, by the way, cousin. Oh, nice! I'll have to order it now too. It's thirteen eighty-eight on Amazon. Interesting. Warner Brother Archive. <laughs> it's, isn't it funny how all the best movies are archived now? You ain't kidding. Like, actual, like, when the archive started, archive program started, I mean, it was movies you liked, but it was the movies that were never popular. Now they got popular Academy Award type movies on there. Yeah, I, I don't get I'm waiting for Citizen Kane to be a From the Vault Universal Pictures. There's a From the Vault. In five years, the Mad Max Fury Road will be on the archive. Should be in a dump bin right now. No, it will be a concrete. I bet that's going to be a $5 uh, Black Friday Blu ray. Probably. Yeah, it's going to go down in price quicker than the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Now, then again, that movie came out in the next week. It was on sale for eight bucks. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I've never seen I've seen movies drop quick, but not that quick. You know, I've never watched the movie either, which I don't know why, because I really like the first one with Franco. Well, this one is just all CGI apes acting against CGI apes. Yeah, I mean, it's been on cable and I still haven't even watched it. No, that's not good. I need you to tell some more Paul Kersey stories for a minute, cousin. Now what do you got to do? I got to heat up some soup. Oh, this guy. This guy is dropping the ball left and right today, listeners. But that's okay. Because I'm in the board meeting here with that really scurvy doctor who either can't trim his mustache or it's a really bad fake one and a bad comb over. She's trying to prove that there's allegations of abuse, but uh, being their main witness was, you know, reamed back and forth with a baton slash dildo. She can't make it. She's, uh, I think they said she was under the weather. So their star witness is clearly gone. And he's got like a phony bill of health. I just want to know why everybody can smoke. Those two, one of them's got a cigar, one's got a cigarello. There she is. She knows she's trying to break out so she can go there, the main girl, and, you know, tell them what's going on. Paul Kersey forgot to put locks on any of these doors, which I never really got. This is the most unsecure prison I've ever seen. These girls just kind of walk and go whatever. Now she's got her intricate plan here of 
She's gonna take a pillowcase. She's gonna do like a pillow party with that broad where she just dumps it on her head. I'm not sure what the second part of her plan was because it's kind of hard to smother someone with the pillowcase. Luckily, there's a beaker there. Obviously, that lady was doing science experiments. And luckily, she also leaves the keys to the rest of the jail on her uh, on her desk. Clearly, they're also going through the same door. It just keeps having different paper signs on it. I also really want to know why the state is having a board meeting to discuss the future of the school at 8 o'clock at night. Don't you think they'd want to do this at, like, office hours, you know, like maybe between 8 and 2 in the afternoon, 8 in the morning, 2 in the afternoon, where they get their paperwork and everything filed? So now, as you can see here, they brought the other girls in. We're all scared because they know what happened, so they gotta, they're going to say everything's fine and no one's bothering them. Otherwise, they're afraid what might happen to them. You'd think they wouldn't pick a bunch of girls who have vendettas against these people. I don't know where that co-host of mine went, but he's going to miss the whole end of this movie. I'm having to work overtime, fans. And I'm slowly running out of material. Said doctor knows she's fucked because no one's going to testify. And now she's just out of a job. <clears throat> so she just starts screaming for them to tell them the truth. I probably wouldn't tell them the truth either. I'd be scared somebody'd step on my cat or make me, you know, rake carrots in the exact same standing spot. I also want to know the subplot of the other girl who got her face pushed in food. That was never explored. Plus, I want to know why these poor girls have to eat lunch or dinner so late at night. I mean, it's almost 8 o'clock at night. Luckily, her friend saw her with the key. I also want to know why girls in a reform school, the more I think about it, have clear access to knives and forks. Those are all weapons. you think they would just have sporks being there. You know, obviously some of them are probably in there for committing violent crimes. See? Right there, fans. She grabs the fork and puts it to the girl's neck. It just doesn't make sense why you would give inmates weapons at their disposal. I also don't know why all the other guards didn't rush her. All she did was have a fork. Luckily, that one key that she has is like a skeleton key because it's clearly opening not only every door, but it also opens padlocks because she's now in the back of the warehouse where guards here pack shotguns. So the more I look at it now, I think that might be a plastic fork. Obviously, it's a sharp one because she gave it a little poke and she's bleeding. Now all the girls got to go running. It's time for oh, the I big think I, hear my, I think <laughs> I hear my co-host finally coming back. <laughs> I finally came back. I think this double pack is uh, cursed because every time we do a movie off of this, thank God it's not a triple or quadruple pack because every time we do a movie of this, I get, I get like sweaty and get stomach cramps. Something cursed about this DVD. I tell you, I've been having to keep the fans entertained for the last 48 minutes. <laughs> it wasn't that long. <clears throat> I had to ponder the question of why there's 
forks and shit just laid out as their weapons. Yeah, you could tell when she had that fork up to that lady's throat, it was just a plastic fork spray painted silver. <laughs> but it did draw blood. It did. It was a sharp ass fork. Here's all the girls that are finally going to march. Yeah, because they want to be able to tell the, uh, the uh, that old black dude from Weird Science what's really going on in the. Uh, yeah. He was one of the blues musicians from the bar in Weird Science. I knew I knew that guy from somewhere. You know, I'm not a fan of that movie. Really? I love it. It's one of my favorite movies ever. I didn't like it when I was a kid in the 80s, and I tried to watch it a couple of years ago. I liked it even less. Well, it's hard to believe. It's such a classic. Yeah, I'm just, and I don't, I never thought, Kelly Brock never turned me on, ever. I'll agree with that, even though she was, a, at that time, a beautiful woman, but that movie in particular, <clears throat> like, I, 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 more than anything, I think she just played the role really good. Now, I think it's really ballsy just shooting a girl in the chest when all they're doing is just walking towards them. She should aim for Wendy Williams' implant. Oh, she gets that later on. No, that's true. Well, Edna obviously flipped out because she's not controlling. Yeah. I think I once counted, and I think she fired, like, I think I counted, like, 23 shots out of a two-barrel pump-action shotgun. Yeah, I think you can load those pump-actions up with, like, six rounds max. I don't know. She had, like, 30. Unlimited. She had the unlimited ammo code. I'm trying to figure out where Wendy Williams got a gun. Yeah, she just comes running out. But she looks badass because now she's in, like, a black leather dominatrix bikini or something. I'm trying to figure out why Paul Kersey didn't build them a shed. They got all their shovels just sitting out there in plain view. Laid up against the loading dock. Is it me or did that tower get taller? It did get bigger. Wendy Williams... Wendy Williams cares here because that was her enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy Williams has shitty aim. She just like shoots up into the air. But she does steal a bus. That's like a very iconic scene from the film. Wendy caught it in the implant right there. Badass has pretty bad aim too, though. She can only shoot yeah. you in the boob. And it's funny because the whole time that she's... <laughs> yeah, it's true. The whole time she's climbing up here and shooting the shotgun, she just keeps like laughing maniacally and screaming, Total control! Total control! <laughs> yeah, I don't... Well, lost her mind. Yeah, Wendy did a great stun there in, like, high-ass dominatrix heels climbing that fence and jumping over. Oh, she's got a great body. Yeah, I mean, she's really in shape, for real. Oh, yeah, she's a, she's just not a... She had to, like I said, I, I don't ever remember her looking this roughed up, so I know. There's the bus. Obviously, the army truck was gone for tonight. Yeah. There was a Either weird. She's an expert hot wire, or they just left the keys in it. Yeah, there was like a weird uh, jump cut there while she's trying to get yeah. the truck in gear or something. It was like she took a little too long, so they just cut that, out, like jump cutted it. Fat ass, fat ass, having a hard time getting up this yeah. water tower. That's how you do it, boy. Oh. Now this is awesome. Wendy yeah. Williams climbs out the windshield. Watch the glass just rake across her bare ass. Here's what I don't get. What did she do to keep the car going? Yeah, I mean, we're to assume that she rigged it somehow, like probably put something on the gas pedal, but they don't even bother to show us that, you know? Mm -mm. And this is like when Arnold jumps off the tanker truck in T2. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Arnold ripped this off. He did. 
a Wendy and Williams like nearly butt naked in a leather thong bikini just jumps off onto the the cement. Uh, by the uh, by, the tower that has an electrical box right underneath it. Yeah, I guess that's what caused the explosion. All the sparks. And this was like a balsa wood tower, so it was going to go up in flames quick. Yeah, like real as Paul Kersey construction at its finest. <laughs> yeah. They, well, in his defense, they probably picked the cheap model. <laughs> yeah. In his defense, he gave them ten different options. Yeah. They could have went with metal. Yeah. This is really cool here when Wendy's like all like fucked up, scraped up, like, you know, crawling up off the ground. Yeah, I don't get how, how she got such life-threatening injuries by just jumping. It's yeah. not like she took a huge dive at a high speed. Yeah. Old Pat ass went off in flames in that tower. That was a good dummy, too. Yeah. She yeah. looks like she gained weight as the dummy, but still. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, I kept wondering if Wendy was going to come back at the end, like it was going to reveal she wasn't really dead, but I'm pretty sure her character just died right there. You know, why? I don't know. You never see her again. Yeah. Shouldn't the police have been here by now? Yeah, because when Paul Kersey <laughs> shot up those guys in that, that giant cavernous uh, park in Death Wish 2, those fuckers are there quick. Here you've got a riot going on and there's no yeah. one there. Yeah, she's dead. Let's all go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, we can't. We trashed our bedroom. <laughs> they have to lay on the pods. And then I didn't know if this was supposed to be like some time had went by and the main girl, Jenny, was getting out, you know, because her time was up or what. But like, she's the only one leaving. Like, do you think this is the next day they were just like, we'll let you out? Like, you've been abused too much. Yeah, maybe. She probably threatened a lawsuit. But you think, yeah, you think all the girls. They would have just let out. You know, the ones that didn't have real, real super serious offenses. She was a getaway driver in a robbery murder, yeah. so. Which we didn't really talk about it, but what was your impressions? I watched that opening scene three times now trying to figure it out. Do you think she knew her boyfriend was robbing the place? I think she knew he was robbing it. I don't think she expected him to have a gun or anything. Yeah. There she goes. Here, we're going to go right to the 80s with the freeze frame here. She's going to get in the cab. And the girls are going to watch her away. And the psychiatrist who cared so much about her didn't even come out to say goodbye. Just looked out the window. There's a giant bowling alley across the street. I don't know if you noticed that. I thought it was like a drive-in or something. It was so huge. It was a bowling alley. Paul Kersey obviously built it because he saw the movie Gutter Balls and he wanted to be prepared. Boy, uh, have you ever seen a motion picture called Gutter Balls? <laughs> you know, I couldn't even finish that movie. Gutter Balls? No, I thought it, it wasn't offending me or anything. I just thought it, was it wasn't shit. good. Yeah, I don't. I don't really remember anything about it other than the name. To be honest with you. You know, a lot of those movies, though, those shot on video movies, they they I don't get the fascination with them. The majority of them suck. I've only seen a few good ones. You're gonna kill me for saying this, cousin. But you know, one one movie I couldn't finish was Loose Screws. I like loose screws. I, I will admit I liked it a lot when I was a kid, yeah. and as I got older, it, it's not as funny. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty. That was one of the more harder R, eighties comedies though. Yeah. What was your disappointment with it? It's just I don't know. It was just uh, like I just was I I was losing interest in. It. Maybe I'll give it another watch. I was losing interest in it. It was like the. Um, the uh, the characters, like, they were so generic, and it was just like, I almost was like, 
I'd rather just watch Porky's than watch a Porky's ripoff. You know the weird thing, though? If you really watch Porky's, that's more of a drama to me than a comedy. That's more of a coming-of-age kind of movie. Yeah, like our friends uh, over at the Toga Party, when they covered it, they talked about how they really went out of their way to uh, hit anti-Semitism in Porky's. <laughs> they had, like, oh, yeah. oh, they had all kinds of shit. And the guy was too stupid. Instead of saying a kike, he kept calling him a kite. Yeah, yeah. Because that's after the guy beat him up. He's too stupid to even be a racist. I thought Gutter Balls was an old movie. It's only from 2008. See, it looks shitty. It looks like a 70s movie because it's so fucking cheap. Yeah, and they have a sequel coming out this year. Gutter Balls 2, Balls Deep. I didn't mind Sorority Babes and the Slimeball Bullet-Rama. It's been so long since I've seen it. I only remember that, um, what's her name? Linnea Quigley was in it. Yeah. Linnea Quigley, known famously for her antler and pale death in Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah, I know I've asked you this before, but uh, where are you at on that movie? I like it. Yeah. We might have to uh, do that as a Christmas treat. It's not top ten. No, it. but it's, there's not many, I don't think, personally, there's not many good Christmas slashers. <laughs> no, there is not. I like the remake was pretty good, too. Yeah. I liked it. I, I liked it. It, it. it was different, though, I would say. It wasn't... It didn't have... It was more serious slasher, like modern slasher. It wasn't trying to go for the old, you know. I think our, our Christmas month should definitely be my Silent Night, Deadly Night, Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm either thinking Die Hard 2 or A Christmas Story. I think Die Hard 2 was 90. I don't think we could do that. Christmas Story is a good movie too. Yeah, it's my favorite. Christmas Story is my favorite Christmas movie, actually. That's the end of Reform School Girls, the movie I had to do half the commentary for. I know because I was taking bathroom breaks. <laughs> Sorry, shit happened. It's because it's too hot in here too. My stomach cramps up when I get too hot. My new my well my new house will be uh, much better. Next time next time you hear us recording, I'll, I'll be in my new house and won't have these problems. He gonna be in Studio G. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to be in Studio B, Studio Bedroom, probably. Uh, that's where I am. Yeah. Right now, I'm in Studio Dining Room in an apartment. I used to do uh, Studio B when I used to record in my bathroom. Yeah, I remember like you could hear like more like an echo back then when you record. And everybody's like, isn't it uncomfortable? I was like, it's actually really big. I, I moved a futon in here for when I Really? Record. It's that big? Yeah, it's the master bathroom. We had it widened out, so... I thought, I thought, I don't know why I pictured this one, but I always thought like you did that thing where you just sat in the bathtub, like not with water in it, but like you just sat down in the bathtub with your like laptop or something. No, believe it or not, um, it, it only has a shower in it. Oh, wow. My bathroom actually has a full bathtub and everything, so. Yeah. I call it mine because I designed that one. Yeah, Die Hard was 88, Die Hard 2, they, they rushed it as much as they could, but they couldn't get it out till 90. It's another good Christmas movie. I don't know. I was going to say Black Christmas, but that's 70s. Yeah, and I don't even like that. Really? I love it. It, it, it actually scares me. No kidding. That, well, oh, this doesn't no, scare no, me. No, but... no, I liked Black Christmas. I didn't like New Year's Evil. I'm sorry. Oh, I, well, New Year's Evil is a recent find for me. I just bought the Blu-ray, like, blind bought it a couple months ago. I love New Year's Evil. That was Synapse put that one out, didn't they? It's a Screen Factory. 
Screen Factory put that out. Now, are you thinking of New Year's Evil or Christmas Evil? Because they're New different. New Year's Evil, I'm pretty sure. It's got the calendar with the thing pop, the guy killer popping yeah. through it. Yeah, that's it. I love that movie. It's got it's got the uh, the punk bands that play disco. I know Christmas Vacation is '90s. Yeah. I thought that was Def- definitely, definitely Die Hard and Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yeah. We might only be doing two a month, too. You never know. Yeah, it, it depends on you, the listener, how much you download. <clears throat> Christmas if it doesn't take you three weeks to download something. We'll do you more quicker. Yeah, Christmas Vacation is actually '89. We could do that. Oh, okay. I actually went and saw that again in the theater last year. They actually had it. They, and they not only did they have it, but they had it at the cheap theater, so it was a dollar fifty to see. It. My son likes that. That's because we watch all the Christmas movies. Yeah. That's one I've let him watch. He likes it. He likes the Christmas Story, of course. Oh, Christmas Story is great. There's a part yeah. though in Christmas Vacation that's weird, where um, uh, Chevy Chase is by himself and he goes in the attic and he gets like all weepy eyed. <laughs> you remember that scene? Yeah, it's like all bundled up watching home movies and shit. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. But yeah, let's wrap it up for Reform School Girls. I really highly recommend this movie. I mean, yeah, I give it four, I give it four out of five stars actually. Yeah, I would I would probably give it three and a half. I mean, it doesn't like when you hear like oh they're in a prison and they're attacking each other and they're doing whatever. It doesn't seem like a movie that you would consider it a fun movie, but it is. Like I it really is, like it. it. It is. It's it's very lighthearted, so to speak. Yeah, it really is. So, yeah, I'm not saying watch it with your family. No. But, like, you and your wife, you and your girlfriend, there's no reason why you couldn't watch it. Yeah, My wife liked it. Yeah, a couple buddy, definitely would watch it with a guy buddy, sit down if you're having a beer or something like that. And I don't know, it's just a fun movie to, you know, even, even have it on in the background after you've seen it a couple times, you know what I mean? And, I mean, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say a bad thing about the movie, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always heard, everybody I know that's seen it always said they liked it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's just fun. I mean, it's, you know, it's a very, what do you call it, formulaic genre. You know what you're going to get in it. But at the same time, like, I don't know. I mean, there's plenty of eye candy for sure, so any guy should oh, definitely yeah. watch it. Yeah, definitely. Pat ass is hot. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I'm thinking a remake with Ronda Rousey and Ashley Gold. Okay. I'm saying Ronda Rousey as the Pat Astral. What do you think? No, I'd see Ronda Rousey maybe more as the Wendy O. Williams. Yeah, for sure. Pat Ass could be Chris Cyborg. <laughs> and then I'm trying to think. I'm thinking uh, Selena Gomez is the little mousy girl with the stuff. <laughs> and the main, the main girl could be the chick from the Big Bang Theory with the squeaky voice. Yeah, the nerdy girl. Because I want to see her in the shower scene getting hosed. See, that's another thing, too, is I feel like if they were to make this film now, it would be, like, just a, a really goofy spoof, and it would be PG-13, and there would be no nudity. Yeah, I bet it would be PG. Everything's PG-13 nowadays. Why make an R-rated movie? Yeah. Because, <clears throat> you know, with the, with the R-rated movie, there's that... You know, will it make money? Will it flop? We don't know because of the rating. With PG-13, you know for sure people ain't going to give a shit unless it's got CGI dinosaurs or something like that. So oh, yeah. I mean, just make it PG-13. You'll know it flopped, and then that way before it comes out, you know, you can do your tax write-offs or whatever. <laughs> the easiest thing to do. I'm, I'm The only movies that, you know, I mean, Deadpool, 
if Deadpool doesn't make money, which I personally don't think it will, they'll just blame it because it was rated R, and then you'll never see an R-rated comic book movie again for a long-ass time. Exactly. <clears throat> then again, they didn't invest much money in Deadpool. No, it's like $40 million budget. So yeah. it, it will turn a profit. It just might not get a sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, well. It might not even be any good. We don't know. Preview sure got me excited, though. Oh, yeah. X going to give it to you for sure. So, yeah, so thanks for joining us for Reform School Girls. Check it out if you haven't seen it already. Um, keep checking out the 1980s Movie Graveyard Facebook page. Maybe, possibly, by the time this show airs, we might even have a website or a blog. I, I, I wanted to just simplify it and get moviegraveyard.com, you know, in case we want to expand to other decades eventually. Some, what do you call it, uh, cyber squatter snatched up the, the name. And you go there, it's just like a... A, a parked page. That's bullshit. So we'll have to do 1980s. Yeah, we'll have to get specific. And then when we do the 90s show, we'll have to do 19 movie, 1990s movie mausoleum or some bullshit. Yeah, that'll Right yeah. now we're focused. It's going to be 80s for quite yeah, some time. It's the 80s until we really run it, you know. When it gets to the point that we're doing um, <laughs> Karate Kid, then you'll know the show is over. Yeah, I've been, I've been waiting to pitch that one. The Karate Kid? There's a lot of plot holes I need to point out. Yeah. So, yeah. So, thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll see you again soon. Keep those retro flicks rolling. VHS, laser dicks, DVD, Blu-ray. However you got it coming. Stream it. Did whatever you say you laser dicks? I think I did. Oh, <laughs> laser dick. If you got a laser dick, shoot it. Shoot them if you got them. All right. Buy, later, everybody. Buy, buy new friends. <laughs>